We're chazing, we're reviewing now the the Shia, going over the Shia from this past, from this past Shabbos, Pashas, Kisavai. We're up to pace Sadiq Aleph. <clears throat> we're learning, we're learning the consequences of living a life that consists of constant avoida in Havdala, Hachna, and Hamtaka, and how the person who has a correct and healthy tfisa grasp of the true mitzvahs of who he is, that he is be'etzen, he's a neshama, and the neshama is melubeshes beguf, is enclosed in the guf, only such a person can truly, truly enter into the world of tshuva, can, can repair, correct, and be mamtik, sweeten every single part of his life and have, have his midas and his, and his essays and his asaytais and his surmeira and every single part of his avayda. The alternative, that person who is constantly, who is constantly scrambling to, to address particular parts or pieces of his life tries to eliminate, to break, or to crush those parts or pieces without ever without ever coming to that true understanding of the Ani, that the Etzem Ha'ani is Kaddush Vitar, who doesn't live with that Das, that understanding is in danger of dividing his personality and causing, in the worst situation, causing terrible emotional sickness and at best being a person who in the end is not able to sustain Tshuva and walks around, God forbid, with sadness, with, this, with depression and despair. And we're going to learn more about this <clears throat> in a very, very practical way. I'm going to try to move quickly now. Sarach lahavin shahadvarim, the middle of page Sadiq Aleph. Sarach lahavin shahadvarim hanamarim kan, ena begeda yediya ba'alma. We must realize that what we're learning now is not just a yediya ba'alma, some interesting or important information. Zui yediya. This das, this awareness that we're learning about of the ani. This is uh, this is a yidiya that must ultimately transform the entire way that a person sees himself. Then all of his avodas Hashem, ben adam lechaveru, ben adam lemakom, all of his avodas Hashem will be much easier. The point, of course, is not making Yiddishkeit simple. That's not the point of learning this. But but the result or the consequence of living this way, with this das, with this understanding, and applying it every moment of one's life, will certainly make his path much easier. And more within his reach as opposed to the person who begins to work on his Yiddishkeit and work in his life on different parts of his Yiddishkeit and life with missing this basic understanding is this inner true understanding of who he is the avoid of a person is shehi hachnoa which is Hachnoa and Havdala, Tchilasa Einena Ba'ifen Maisi. The beginning of Avaidus Hashem is not 
is not is not to begin right away with all of the practical steps and the details. Although, of course, regardless of where one is holding with in this in this avoid of ideas he always has to try to do the mitzvahs and to stay away from any other. But a person who is truly seeking to be an Ayyad Hashem, the beginning of one's avoid is rooted in one's das, in one's understanding of himself, in his thoughts. It's not in any way that a person can see, but it's in the das, in the machshav of a person. And I'm not even talking about beginning in one's mind to separate in one's thoughts the good from the bad, the right from the wrong. That's not even the beginning. What is the beginning? The racist is mihu. The beginning is to recognize mihu. Who am I? Mihu be'emes Who truthfully is the ani that I am? Who am I? Be'emes be'emes. Who be'emes? The truth is ka koser b'chaim vital b'sefer shari kedusha. Rav Schwartz brings a raya. Not that we really, not that you really need one. We understand that it's obvious, it's clear. But Rabbi Chaim Vital in the Shari Kedusha writes, we can see from there, this Yisai, that the Ani of a person, who the person is, Zuhan Neshama, that's the Neshama. And he brings a Raya from the Ferish Apostolic and Shmais. The Torah there is telling us the Halacha, that the Shemen Mishchas Kodesh, that the holy oil that, that's, that is for the anointing of the, of the Kayin and for the Kalim and the Mishkan, that the din is, Val Besar Adam Lo Yisach, that it shall not be smeared onto human flesh. Al Besar Adam Lo Yisach. So Chaim Vital explains, Vim HaAdam Hu if it would be possible to say that the definition of a human being is this organism that we see, this biological organism, this body that we see in front of us, okay, a body that has something spiritual inside of him, but that that's the person, then Then why does the Pasuk say, Val Besar Adam Lo Yisach, on human flesh, don't smear the oil? The flesh of a human being. If man is the body, if that's what man is, this body, then all the Pasuk would say would be, Don't smear any oil on the Adam. And the Adam would mean the Adam that we see standing in front of us with the eyes and the nose and the feet and the hair and the teeth and everything. That's the Adam. That's the Adam. If the, if the goof of the Adam, if the goof of the Adam is the Adam, then the pastor should say, Va'al Adam Don't, don't smear the oil on the person. That means on his flesh. That's the person. The person is synonymous with the flesh. The person is his body. Eloah, Kemash, the Torah tells us, Va'al Besar Adam Lo The Adam is not his bossa. The man is not his flesh. It's not his it's not his skin, it's not his body. There's Basar, there's the flesh, and there's the Adam. The Adam is the Neshama. 
what what we're talking about ointments and oils and everything else that goes on on the skin on the body that's bizarre of them that's the surface of man that's the skin that's the flesh of man so that's what Chayvital says in the name of a Pasuk Bissar Adam if the Pasuk says Bissar Adam the flesh of man it's the flesh of man it's not men that's not the Adam of who an Adam is it's something that the human being wears on who he, on top of who he really is. Who he really is is Elakai Neshama Janasatabi Tahiris the Nisham. The Basar Adam, there are certain rules and regulations about how we treat the Basar Adam. One of the rule the flesh of a person. One of the rules of how that flesh is to be treated is to be careful, don't pour that special oil onto the Basar Adam, onto the flesh of a regular person. That's for Kayin, that's for Mishkan, that's not for you. So we learn from here. We learn from here this reality, this reality, that a person's mitzias, who he really is, is that he's a neshama mulbeshes beguf, and that he is not defined by the guf. The guf is not the person. There's the bizarre of them. And we know that even in halacha, we learned in the Chayish Mishpat Chabura, we spent quite a bit of time on this. Even the guf of a person, even the body of a person, is, is be'emis. Even the body of the person is not really his. So the Baruch gave us the guf to use to use to serve him. That even the guf itself, the Basar Adam, in other words, the Neshama is the Adam. The Basar Adam, the guf, is not is not even not it's not only that it's not you, you don't even Bemis, you don't even you don't even own it. And that's why we learned the Shuvah from the Radbaz, as far as Halakh is concerned, uh, the person wants to be chayvel, God forbid, he wants to injure himself. So he says, it's my, it's my, it's my business to, to, it's my business, and if I want to, why shouldn't I be able to do something to, to my body? Like, Lohalani, you see that there are people that they have this, the young people, whatever, I don't know if it's still in fashion, but there are people that they, that they cut themselves. I don't know why that is, but there are people that they have an Indian to hurt themselves, to cut themselves. So, so, a person wants to be chayvel, he wants to injure himself, or, God forbid, a person wants to take his life. So he says, I'm not bothering my neshama. I believe that my neshama is eternal. My neshama is forever. All I'm hurting is my body. I'm sending my body off the George Washington Bridge. I'm not sending my neshama anywhere. It's only my body that's jumping off the bridge. My neshama is fine. And my body, my body belongs to me. So the Rabbi explains, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Your body belongs to the Bari Eilam. He, it's, it's on loan to you, and, and the Rabbi Shalom dictates the conditions of that loan. And therefore, in the Tvila Zaka that we're going to say in a few days before Kol Nidri, whoever has a chance, so what are we saying to her? We're, we're, we're confessing, we're saying, you gave me my eyes that I should study your Torah. 
That's why I have this physical thing, this amazing little thing that's called an eye that can do such things to see why did you give them to me? You gave them to me. I should see. I should see the Torah that I'm learning. I should see my. I should see good things. That's why you gave me my eyes. You gave me my mouth that I should speak words of Torah and Tefillah to say good words to other Jews. You didn't give me my mouth that I should use it for lashon for rechilus for shaykh. You gave me my, my feet that my feet should carry me to the smedrish. That my feet should carry me to go do mitzvahs. I used my feet in the wrong way. I used my feet. I I abused that privilege that you gave me this goof in order to serve you. The goof does not belong to me. So even that, Damascus, even the, even as far as owning the body, it's not ours. The neshama is the essence of the person, and the goof, the goof is was only given to us was uh, was given to us. Let, was given to us as a loan in order to serve HaKadosh Baruch when a person realizes this that his Mitzvah is not a Nishama inside of a Guf it's a Nishama that's Mubesh's Baguf that's wearing this garment of flesh that's a Guf Vaguf Ena Ela Lovish Nishama Havana Zu Pech Sadiq Beis He has Sherish Shokol Avedis Hashem Shal HaAdam this is the cherish, this is the root of all the Avedis Hashem of a person. Zui Avedah Abnei B'tzuri Yisodis Shal HaKaras Mohus Ha'ani Any Avedis Hashem, whether it's in Ben Adon Lamakim, in your relationship to Hashem, whether it's in your relationship to other people, Tikkun Hamidus, whatever you're doing in your Avedis Hashem depends 1,000% on living with this reality that I am in the Shama that's Mubeshes Beguf. I'm in the Shama that's Mubeshes Beguf. That's who I am. I'm not in the Shama and the Guf. I'm in the Shama that's wearing this garment of a Guf. Let's use a simple example in order to understand this and then to see how we're going to apply this to everything in our Avedis Hashem. A person has some some heavy stuff that he needs to transport from one place to the other. Katayna malayim, big boxes that are filled with heavy stuff. They need to be transported from one place to another for, for, in order to sell for something. L'shem for business. L'shem kach humazmin masoyis shetovilasamas. He calls up the rental place to get a truck uh, to schlep the the boxes. So the question now is, he has to decide what truck, what kind of a truck does he need? Does he need the kind of a truck that is used to schlep uh, bread or danishes and stuff from the bakery or to the bakery? Or does he need the kind of a truck that can, stick in, that can schlep concrete or bricks and mortar, stuff like that, heavy, big heavy construction supplies? What kind of a truck do you need? And if you're calling up the rental and, and they ask you, well what, well, what are you looking for? And the guy says, I told you, I need a truck. What's the nafkim in it? I need a truck. What are you asking what kind of a truck? I need a truck. That means that my, my car is not big enough. But of course, that's not enough of an explanation. The guy in the place is asking you, I understand, and we have all kinds of trucks. Are you, are you, do you need something to carry? Do you need something to carry rolls? Uh, 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 bread and Danishes, you need something to carry, construction supplies. It's a t- t- completely different truck. What kind of a truck? It's obvious. That 
the question of obviously boils down to what exactly is inside those boxes. So the fellow comes there. Let's say you, the guy that the, the guy that the, from the truck rental. He, he's uh, he, he lives uh, around the corner, and you bring him over and show him you have a lot of boxes over here. I need to schlep these boxes. What kind of truck do you have for me? So he says, "Well, I don't know. Can you tell me what's inside those boxes?" There's a difference. If the boxes have inside of them a couple of rolls, or the boxes have inside of them bricks, there's a big difference. It's pashut. If we're talking about bread and rolls, then there's a certain kind of a truck that was built to carry lighter loads like that. If you're talking about boxes that have in them concrete or containers that have concrete and cement and things like that, bricks, cement, then you need a special kind of a truck that was built to be able to carry that load. When a person has finally decided, you know what, I can't go on like this. I want to build my life. It's no longer a question of, it's no longer a question of, of, of hopping, of hopping this, this mitzvah, uh, trying to avoid this avera, but I really, really have decided it's come to a time. Live nice as atzmi. I want to build myself completely. Live nice as atzmi. I want to make myself into a Jew. So now, he, now he's calling up for he's calling up for a truck, right? In other words, what do I need? So kshodam balavid live nices atzim. Allah ladas likras mahu haylech. So you have to know what am I trying to do? What do I want to do? Laheichen hunichnas. What am I getting into? What am I entering into? Elu kaiches olav lahachin l'shem kach. What supplies? What kaiches do I need in order to get this job done? My my intention here. My objective is not just to chap another mitzvah and to avoid another ver. I want to make myself into an, a yid. I want to make myself into a Jew. I want to make myself into a tzaddik. And I realize that the program that I've been until, on until now of trying to grab this one and grab that with a major in this and to minor in that, I realize that I have not gotten my degree and I'm not a tzaddik. And I can go my whole life krechzing around with this mitzvah, with that ver, but I'm not making myself into a tzaddik. I'm not it's already I'm 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, and I'm still I'm still the same person. One mitzvah more this year, the next I lose that, then I gain it, and I'm still with this cheshbon. But a yid I'm not, so I want to make myself into a yid. So the first question is, okay, that's what you want to do. What are the supplies that you need? What kind of a truck do you need? What do you have at your disposal? What do you what What is it that you want to do? Imagine a derech marshal of a person. A person says he hires a contractor. He hires the contractor and he wants to build a magnificent home. And they have the blueprints with the architect. Everything is everything has been already finished. It's all ready. And the contractor calls him up and says to him, Yeah, uncle, maybe you want to be here. You want to, you want to we can drink a lechaim or you want to maybe say some because we're starting today construction. So come to the come to the lot. We're starting the, to the migrash. We're starting today construction. Come for some tilim. So the guy, the guy's all excited. Can you imagine that this is this dream house and they're finally, it, after months and months and months of architect with plans and talking and schmoozing and pictures and now, now they're coming to the site. He's coming to the site. He's driving. They can't wait to see. They're going to start building. He gets to the, he gets to the site 
And he goes over there and he, he expects to find all kinds of, who knows, trucks and guys and a whole big thing going on. And he sees that's his contract over there, Avramel. And he goes over and he sees that Avramel has on the, that's, and that's the site. It's uh, six uh, acres. He has, uh, that's the place. And he sees that, he sees that his contract, Avramel is sitting, is sitting over there and he's touching something. He goes over and he says, what does he have? He has a few Legos. Right? He has a couple of Legos. Those amazing little things that are used for for building toys, and I know that they use them even for building big toys. The, uh, as I said on Shabbos, I still have a couple of these that have been permanently embedded in, in my feet from Kainar, from the children there, in their Legos. But but Yankel stands and he says and he says to the builder Tavrelm, he says, "What are you joking?" He says, "No, we discussed we discussed the plans. I have the plans right here." And I have the Legos. I'm going to start the work. So the, the owner says, that's not Bechlal, what I had in mind. That's not what I had in mind. I had in mind a house that I could bring my family into. I didn't have my, a, a toy, Legos. But if you think about how pathetic our, our how pathetic, but at the same time, there's no question that the Bani Shalom has nachis from everything that we do. I have to make it clear. Anything that we do, even if it's a Lego in Avedis Hashem, the Baruch Shalom has nachis ruach. But it's self called self. It's Rahmanis. That for 30 years, 40, 50 years, I'm playing around with Legos. What does that mean? It means that I'm saying that I want to be a real Jew. And when it comes down to actually building myself into a Jew, I'm sitting down with this, little pieces like this, little pieces like that. But not, not the supplies, not the kaychas and nefesh, not anything that I need to build, to build a Jew. There are certain supplies that are needed to build a Jew. And this is, and we all, we spend all of our lives reading the architect's plans. I mean, it's not like we're not familiar with the plan. We read the plan every single Shia we go to, every single time we open up the Gemara, every single time we look at Shulchan Aruch, every time we open, every time we look at the Parsha. Everything we're learning about the plans. But then when it comes down to Lamaisa, it's Rahmanis. We're sitting around playing with Legos. The Chaparain, this is a little bit of Mitzvah, like, without Kavanis, without, just, so we don't have, we don't have, we're not using the supplies. Because we're using the goof. And the goof is not the supply. Of course, we have to engage our bodies in serving Hashem. But that is not the truck that ultimately, or the supplies that are ultimately uh, responsible or needed for building the binion of a Jew. What's the tachlis? What I have to have everything. I have to get everything ready. The kaiches I have to and to see the same way that if you're building something, even if it's not a house, but you're making something a small thing that you have to make for the for, for the house to have in the house. To, to, so you put out the pieces. You you lay out the pieces with the instructions. You have to see that you have whatever you need and what is it that you're making and to get a picture of what you're doing. What is the basic supply, the basic kayach that a person needs in order to build this this thing that's called a human being, which is infinitely more complicated and amazing than the most magnificent physical structure on earth? What's the kayach hasharashi? Shodem tzarech lahachem b'chdei livnei ses atzim akaroi hu lahakir hakara b'sisis miyani. It's not karam kol. Who am I? Who am I? In other words, I need myself to build myself. I need to recognize, to put the pieces on the table. This is what I have. This is what I have to work with. Hakar zuhay feches es kol chayi ha'odam legamre. 
once a person understands this and he lives with this and he, he breathes this this inner awareness I'm in the Shama when a person lives with that so then every second of his life he could build upon that he could build and every mitzvah is adding another floor another wing to that amazing building, it's building and building and building that uh, on that basis, on that yesod, on the foundation of who he is. Otherwise, it's hopping here and there again. You get points in Shemayim for anything good that you do, but it's not a binyan. You can't build like that. You don't have the truck. You don't have the supplies. And that's why all the sweet tshuva projects that we've that, that we've undertaken, not all, but many of them. They go a little bit they, like this and like, and like that, and you know, it doesn't it doesn't last because the because you're trying to build a nice structure, but unfortunately the site is Legos, and and the Legos can't hold the Legos can't hold the building that you're trying to build. You have to have the ani the supplies the materials to build. Then I sell Let's try to explain this with very simple language using everyday examples. The best way to understand what we're learning is to give examples in life and to say, look, let's take this example of a certain situation in life. And let's look at it from two from two perspectives. Let's let's see how would a person look at it if he is a neshama and a guf, which is 99.999% of the world. The way that a neshama and a guf, in other words, I'm a guf, and inside of me I have a neshama. How would a person who's a neshama and a guf look or deal with that situation? And how would a person who is that that 0.1% of a, that of human beings who is what a neshama? That's Muldash's Baguf, that's enclosed in the Guf. How would he look at that situation? And how would he deal with that situation? Each and every one of us knows it's Erev Rosh Hashanah and, uh, and whatever game we were playing until now, certainly by this time it's, it's over. So each and every one of us knows inside of himself that there are mice and there, there are things there are actions that we want to stop everybody everybody has there are certain mice in a person's life each and every one of us knows that these are things that we want to stop yeah, and there are also feelings that we want to get we want to be put from already certain emotions that we don't want to experience anymore that they keep on infiltrating into my life and spoiling my and ruining my shalom bias and there are thoughts that are poisoning me there are thoughts that are hurting the people I love I want to get rid of these thoughts each and every one of us has maizim and hargoshes and machshavas that we would that for years and years we just were trying to be part of them here we are again. We find ourselves like machines, doing things that we swear we don't want to do. Anu 
Now, when we look at our children in that way, the, when we look at our children, we can't understand what's wrong with you. You have a child that's already not a baby. I'm talking about a child that's already three, four, five, whatever, a child that's already growing up a little bit. And, and the child is engaging in a certain type of behavior. And as a result of that, he's been punished. And he really, really doesn't want to get punished because he, he, because he wants to stay up late or he wants to have his favorite snacks or he wants to be able to, to, to go to play with his friends. All those things. So he understands that it's not good. What he's doing is not good. And there are, there are punishments and, 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 and as a result of that, he's going to be deprived of things that he really, really loves more than anything. And Afapifeng, you see the kid has that funny look in his eyes. Even though you tell him, you know, you know that Maishi, this is, you know what's going to happen, Maishi, if you do this. And he looks at you with that look, that, 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 that funny look, and, and he does it anyway. He does it anyway. If he's still very little, he'll do it on the spot. Uh, if he's a little bit older, so he'll wait till his mommy or daddy are not looking. But when, we, when, when our children are engaging in such behavior, we knock our heads against the wall and we're, and we're, we're looking for child psychologists. How could it be? I don't the kid understands this is wrong. The kid understands he's going to get punished. He has been punished. And he continues. And it's, it's always amazing how, we're, how we think this is, the most, this, is the most, uh, this is the most bizarre thing on earth, that a kid could act like that. As if the Barashalom doesn't look at his children meaning his grown-up children, that's us, in such a way, I told them, and, and, and the punishments, and they already went through different things, and, and he understands that this is wrong, and so on and so forth. And So what is it? And here we are, we're doing things that we ourselves don't want to do. There are feelings, emotions that we have. So you can see, you have a your teenage daughter comes home, and uh, she's got a funny look in her eyes, and you say, what, what's, uh, what, what is it, Chayla, uh, what's wrong? No, nothing. You, you, you look into a little bit more. Uh-oh, Chayla found her Chayim. So now she, she tells you, Daddy, you know, I, I, I'm in love. And you say, Chayla, do your homework. She can't do her homework. She's got her, her emotions, her feelings, her thoughts uh, someplace else. You say, Chayla, what's wrong? She says, I can't constantly. I'm in love. So, he says, what, what do you mean you're in love? You're, you're 14 years old. And how old is Chaim? Chaim is 15 years old. But we're talking already very seriously about the future. We're, like, you know, we're talking about settling down and, and, and getting married. So the parents, go, the parents they, they go again into the same place where they bang their heads. The walls are already worn down from all the banging of their heads. And they bang their heads again. They say, what's going on? How could a 15-year-old, how could a 14-year-old, whatever she is, how could she have such feelings? This is not, what is she, is she crazy? She said, besides, besides, this guy is not for her. And he's like this and he's like that. And the, and the family, it's not shayach. And the time is not shayach. All these things. And we're knocking our heads. How could my daughter, how could she feel that way? How could at this age, she, how could she delude herself into having the, these feelings about somebody when she's a little kid? So we're, so we're so different. We're so different. The person gets a little bit older, so the Barnishal looks at his children the same way. So you know what? That girl might be saying, Daddy, I don't, I, I, you think I, I, I didn't want this to happen. I don't want to feel this way. I, I, I know that I'm, I'm too young for this. Let's say she's a bit more mature. I'm too young for this. I know I need to cut straight on school. I understand that this is not the right kind of boy. I understand it's not the right kind of family. What can I do? I don't want to feel this way, but that's the mitzvah. 
each one of us knows terrible stories where it's, where it's not just a chayim, where it could be, God forbid, uh, uh, Christopher, you understand, La Elena. It could be somebody else. And and you'll talk to the person, and the person will say, I, I, can't, I can't stop myself from feeling this way. This is how I feel. So, all of us have feelings that we wish we didn't have. That they're not good for us. They're not good for our family, for our friends. Thoughts that we don't want to have. So now, this guy is doing something that he knows with absolute certainty. He knows he's not fooling himself. He knows 1000%. I absolutely should not do this. This is bad for me. I am going to be sick with myself. I'm going to hate myself. And there he is, just like that little kid. So, Now we know, when the person does something like this, that he knows is wrong, terrible, so the first time that he does it, he trembles, he shakes. The second time, it's not as shocking to the system the second time. The third time, the third time he does it, it's starting to look more and more normal. It's already becoming, it's already becoming uh, a, a part of his personality, or a way of life. This is how he lives, it becomes normal. Everybody knows what the Gemara says. A person does an Aveira, he repeats the Aveira, he repeats it, then it becomes already a way of life. It becomes something that is already Mutter. So this is something that we've all fallen into, to one degree or another. This this uh, descent into a lifestyle of, of hate, um, where it initially was something that was unacceptable, we crossed over that boundary, and it became... Uh, normal, became a hetter. Sometimes it even becomes by people a mitzvah. It becomes a mitzvah. Uh, I remember that there was a, an article that some fellow wrote with good intentions in, in one of the local papers that, that it was like the only time in my life that I ever felt the need to respond to an article. I mean, I felt the need many times, but that I actually uh, wasn't too lazy and I, I went and did it. Uh, there was a fellow that wanted to write an article that, that talking in shul is actually a it's a very, it's a very healthy thing, and that that's a good thing. It promotes a certain closeness between Eden and, and so on and so forth. I don't have to go any further with that. Uh, uh, so here, not only that it became a hetter, but it became fakir. It became as archi as Esav. Then as Esav became my brother all of a sudden. The Avera, the Avera, which all the Kadmonim said is a horrible Avera that causes all kinds of tsaras to Aleinu, talking in shul, that causes tsaras that I want to talk about now before you want to, terrible tsaras. So not only is that not an Avera, but it became really that it's, that it's, I had a few people have told me this that I, that I don't know. I've met people, oh, you're Weinberger, you're from Esh Kodesh, you're the ones that say you're not allowed to talk in shul. You know something, I I, even though I understand that it's better not to, you know, they shouldn't be loud, and it shouldn't interrupt the... But, you know, uh, where do you come off saying such a thing? I've been to many, you know, by many tzaddikim, other places that you see that it's nice, that a little bit that people shouldn't feel that they're in jail, they should feel comfortable in a shul, it's a nice thing, you should feel it's your house. So you have people that they're talking like lunatics. People, nice people, intelligent people that learn Torah, they're talking like crazy people. Ad kedekach. 
does this Nasleke Heta move on to becoming even a good thing in life? That now talking in Shul, not only that it's an Aveyor that causes Chorban, that's, that, that's brought down in the Chemer Rabbi Negeshim for being one of, one of the reasons that we're still in Golis, that Besamikdash is not built. And not only is it not an Aveyor, not, not only is it that he thinks that it's Mutter, but it already became like it's a Choshevet thing for a Jew to talk in Shul. Akedekach, that we delude ourselves. But, at, at a time in life when a person is really, really, really honest, we have now a little bit of a window of time now. We're getting to that honest time. If a person is a stable, calm person, a person who has presence of mind, Adam Adin, an edler person, an edler person, a sensitive person. Bal Hargoshes Tivias is a person who's naturally, naturally ethical, moral, decent, honest. He has a healthy, natural ethics. There are people that, because of family or their own teva, that there are people that are like that. even though he's doing this thing that he knows that he shouldn't do, and even though it could be that he's done it a hundred times, and and uh, he made believe that it was part of life and it was normal and it's okay. Aval halev shaloi b'sayichet loy shalim imamaisa. This is always talking about the slichas, but the heart in his heart, his heart's tzibrachin. In his heart, he's not. He hasn't come. There are different degrees of tzibrachin. God, obviously, now it's when it's el tishrei, then a person becomes more tzibrachin. But inside of himself, he never really came to terms with this. In his heart, he hasn't come to terms with this. He's still protesting. He's still protesting deep inside of himself. He doesn't feel good about it. He doesn't feel good. Even Mishas Maisa. Or like I explained, I said over the Maisa from the, from the Kedusha Slavery, that uh, you never saw a Jew that would make a Suda, that, that called his friends together to make a party for doing an Aveira. He's not shalom with it. He doesn't feel good about it. And, 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 and to put it more clearly and more bluntly, who ochel is eating his kishkas out. He's eating his kishkas out. Yeshna meimer chasidus aimeres. There's a chasidus of art. Shayet sahara yosem imashe reitzeh hu lahachshulas adam baveir. That the yet sahara more than it wants to get the person to actually be over the Avera, who writes a lahachshlo, say, be'etzev shenifal etzloi, ayyidei ha'goshes ha'shiflos ha'pnimis, shu'chosh la'achavasiyas Avera. There's a Torah that we have from the tzaddikim of Lechavish and Slanim that says, in Kabrin, those tzaddikim, that more than, a, more than the Satan, the Malach HaMavis, the Yitzhar, wants you to actually do the Avera, he wants you to become totally dejected and to give up hope and to be depressed after the Avera. That's where he really makes his panasa. Yeah, an Averila for sure is Gishmak for the Yetzar to, to get you to do an Averila. But the Ikir is not that Averila, because that Averila, if you have a healthy Nishama Guf understanding, then that Averila would, would, not, would not repeat itself. But because you, you are living after this Chait, with the perception that here I am, this is me, on the same miserable low life that I've always been. So then the Yetzar really, really is making a big kill on the market, because here the Yetzirah, the Sultan says, now I got this guy. It wasn't, the Yetzirah's main profit is not that Avera. That's good, but that doesn't really make him to a big company. What makes, 
it's just like you have you have people that they sell, you have stores. So I, like I would say to ask somebody, sometimes a store that sells, I don't know, this and that little cakes or things. How could they? How could a person make a a panasa like that? How do you how do you support your, your family and your and everything? House, no one some ragalach. So terrace is that ragalach. That's not the main thing. I do catering. On the, I have catering. My main my main thing is some, I do big jobs. So but I only see uh, some Danishes and some rolls and ragalach. Says that's I keep the business. That's uh, I keep the business going. But uh, but the panemius the panemius of course is I have uh, I have catering. So the Yitzhar goes like that too. The Yitzhar puts out in his window. This avail, that avail, which uh, to try to get some customers. But the main, the main way that the that the Yitzhar gets his customer is for catering. You understand? It's not the regular. It's not that avail. Not to make an avail small. Of course, every avail is, is bad. But that's the that's the regular. But once you start eating the regular, you start to take the and then you, and then you look at yourself and you say, you know what? I'm such a I'm such a fresher. I'm such a fresher. There's, that now I'm just gonna now I'm just gonna eat everything and you, you know you hire this guy to cater your own personal fresathon, your own personalized you know personalized catered Passover extravaganza in your basement or something, and you fresh until you become 700 pounds or something. So that of course was that's really what the what the what he had in mind when when he put out the ragalach in the window. It wasn't for the ragalach. It wasn't for 40 cents or a dollar. The real job was the catering job. The answer is the same thing. This, the, the, that's what the tzaddikim is saying. The main thing was not the avera. Of course, that's not good. But that wasn't the main thing. The main thing was to to um, bring your way of thinking, looking at yourself, to a point, a low point, to a low point, to identify yourself with that avera, to identify yourself as a rogalach fraser, to look at your life. As one continuous mahalach of fressing on a virus. Why? Because that's a bad person. That's what the tzaddikim is saying. He wants the main thing the Yitzhara wants is not the avera itself. It's what comes after the avera, the aftershock, the depression and the despair. That's a shniflas like the hagoshes are shiflas aplimis that you feel low inside of yourself. Shuchash lachas yes aveir. Now remember, the fact that you feel bad comes from a very healthy, good, decent, moral, ethical basis of of personality. That's a good thing to feel bad. That's healthy. But but the but when it when it is not with the correct understanding of who a person is and who we are, then it could destroy you. Lidugma, for example. Adam Kohes, person gets angry, loses his temper. Now, besides that, the actual anger is itself eating him up, and he's acting, screaming, and yelling, and that itself is horrible. Palmim Rabbis, again, Tolu Lefi Adinu. So it depends on how able this person, how not able he is. What what he's getting angrier about, and crazy about, and depressed about is that I have a temper. I can't believe I yelled at my child that way. I can't believe it. So two things happened. First, Bashas Maisa, he was yelling and he was angry, which is terrible, and that eats him up. And then the second thing is, after everything is finished, and even if he already made up with the child, and he put the child to bed, and he goes into his room and he cries, I, I can't believe this, that I'm such a Balkaz. I, I did this again. 
So he's no different than the little boy. He already said, Daddy, I won't do it, I won't do it. And there he goes again. And you tell me, no, it's going it's, it's to be terrible. The biggest punishment the Balkas feels is the Kas itself. And the look on his child's face after he loses the temper. Or to see, God forbid, a wife that's afraid of you. To see a child that's looking at you and afraid. Hashem Yerachim. And therefore, he's going to be upon himself many times. No more. It's bad. It's, it's horrible. It, it, while I'm doing it, I feel disgusting. And afterwards, I, I, I don't want to live. And here I am again, just like a little kid. Here I am again. I, I find myself once again in the abyss of that anger. This breakdown causes a crisis, a deep spiritual crisis in the person. That could end up being more destructive than that moment when you lost the temper. That that one moment, that stuff goes off, you, that, that could be, that could be, you know, that's finished and you could make up. But, but this crisis that you're in, can last long, long after, be long, way beyond the actual moment of, of the uh, 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 of the flaring up of the temper. Let's look at this. So remember, our point here is two ways of looking at these common situations in life. Two ways: the shama v'guf or the shama melubeshes v'guf. Two ways. Let's look. How can I break myself away from that catering job that the Yitzhar wants to do with me? In other words, I had the Ruggler. I shouldn't have had that moment of Kaz. How do I prevent myself from falling into that abyss of depression, of despair, of giving up hope, of Yeyush? After I did something that I know I shouldn't have done, what's the healthy? What's my healthy? What's the healthy approach to looking at myself after that happened? Lazalzo, to say that there wasn't an avera, to say that there's no problem with getting angry, to say there's no problem when I'm on a strict diet to have that rug. That that's not true. Hasrashol. Of course, I can't be mazal and say, what's the big deal? You're allowed to get angry. What's the big deal? You're allowed to talk in shul. I mean, it is a big deal. And you're not allowed to talk in shul. You're not allowed, and, and anger is, uh, you're not allowed to get angry. So, I can't be mazal I certainly can't say, it's fine. There's no problem. Everything is okay. There are people that do that, but I can't do that. I'm an honest person. I can't do that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make my life into something. I can't do that. If it's nothing, you don't think there's anything wrong with doing this, then there's no problem with repeating it. So my imkain sura How should I look at myself now? This moment, this crucial moment, right after the avera takes place. How should I look at myself? That's the question. That's what the tzaddikim was saying. That the Sahara is most focused on the moment after the avera, because the moment after the avera is the big question: Who am I? Any time you do something, you know you should obviously. If you didn't know there's anything wrong, that's not. But any time you did something that you know you shouldn't have done, especially if it was a really bad thing, the big, big moment is not the moment that you did it. That's already fafal. The big moment is right afterwards to look at yourself and be able to look in the mirror and to say, "Who am I? Who am I? 
That's the big question. Now the Yetz Sahara, the Satan, the Malachim this is this is where he makes his this is where he, he really makes his panosa. His panosa comes from a person looking at himself in the mirror after the very and saying, I know who I am. I know who I am. I'm the same miserable low life that did this thing 20 years ago, that broke my parents' heart, now I'm breaking my children's heart, I'm the same miserable person. Then the Yitzhah is laughing all the way to the bank, because now he's got a big catering job, instead of a couple of Rogalach. If that moment after the chait, the person looks at himself as what? The way that most people do, which is, I'm a, I'm a neshama and a guf. Look, uh, I, I'm a human being like other human beings, and I have also a soul. Then, even while he's doing it, and especially afterwards, he's eating himself up. Why? Ani, I, me, Kachu Margish is asking this how he feels himself. Nafalti Lamokam Naira, I, I have once again fallen into a disgusting, horrible place. This, this, what I did is, is, is not, doesn't fit who I, you know, my, what I'm supposed to be. Kate said, his how I felt at such a low, low, disgusting place. Now, remember that most of the shirim, shmuzen, that Jews are hearing this week over the next couple of weeks are along these lines. Most of the shmuzen. By being given by very fine, mostly very fine, well-intentioned, mostly people who are, some are getting paid, some are doing it for free. But the, the conclusion is the same. You have fallen into a low and disgusting place. That's you. And you could be staggering from this thought and this feeling for a number of days. You're a sensitive person, and this is hurting you very, very deeply. This feeling, this thought of how worthless you are, how empty you are, how you've turned out to be nothing. Even if you try to take your mind off of it, you can't. Which, if all of that would end up with you doing tshuva, mela, mela. But we see that most of the time it doesn't. Most of the time, the conclusion of that is that uh, I, I, I really am such a low person, and as a low person, it becomes a low person to act in a low way, and there's no way that I could change my life. And even if you do end up, for the time being, with some tshuva, it's 95% of the time, it's local, uh, it's very, very small, and it's very short-lived. It's temporary. On the other hand, what are we learning? In the whole tachlis of Aravida of this sefer, hachno havdolam toker lumazais hayestaklus shel adam shemaze as atzmei in the shama shemulbash aleha guf. I look at myself as in the shama that's wearing a guf. Remember what we learned at the beginning of this shmuz. The avera that I did, you know where that happened? That happened al besar adam. Remember that happened on my flesh. It's wrong. Just like it's wrong for a person to smear the, the oil of the coin, you're not allowed to do that. But that didn't, I didn't pour that into my nisham, I poured it on my flesh, on human flesh. The Aveira that I did, 
I did with the Basar Adam. I didn't do with with my Neshama. My Neshama was not connected to that. I did it, but with my Basar Adam. The Basar Adam is not the man. Again, not that I can repeat a Chalila, but that's not me. I'm in the Shama that's wearing this garment of a guf. That person's way to react to that moment after the chait that he shouldn't have done, that he knew he shouldn't have done, that moment afterwards has a different way of looking at himself. He knows clearly. As we learned. As the Navi calls the Averis. He knows that the Aver, that the Aver that I just did is a disgusting, filthy garment. I put on a disgusting shmata. I'm not allowed to put on a disgusting shmata. And I put on that disgusting shmata. I smeared myself with some filth. The Godam Luchlachim. Some dirty, disgusting thing. But he never, ever for a moment confuses that bizarre Adam, the flesh that was smeared with filth, that wore some dirty clothing, he never ever mixed that up with who he is. A neshama tahira, a pure, holy neshama that the Bani Shalom created in that way, and that nothing can change. Tahar kamay shahaya, after I put on this filthy garment, I am tahar kamay shahayisi mamish. Rakshamil boshamalav begadim ma'aydlay nikiyam, bloshan hamata. But I'm wearing something that's not clean. That's an understatement. But it's something, a garment that's not clean. And he wants more than anything. He wants more than anything. To be pata. I want to get rid of this stuff. I don't want it in my wardrobe. I don't want this stuff in my wardrobe. These bad, disgusting garments. 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 This, the feeling of pain that he has over what he did, certainly there's a feeling of pain. Over that, but that feeling of pain, does not create within him any weakness. It does not weaken or dim his conviction, his belief that the etzem of who he is, the ani, of who am I, this moment after the sin, I am... I am so and so, uh, whatever. I am uh, Avram Ben Sora, your servant, the one who you created, Sadik Kodesh, and the Torah Be'etzim of who I am, who is Makabal the Torah and Hasinai, who gives with every breath of his life Nachas Ruach to the one who created me, who made a terrible mistake to put on a filthy Shmata that doesn't become me, that doesn't belong to me even. It's not, and I took this filthy borrowed Shmata and I, and I, and I made a Shmir with filth and Tumma, and I, it makes me sick that I did such a thing. I have to get it off, I have to go to the mikveh, Fatig, I'm done. Back to the program of who I am. It never changed me Be'etzim who I am. He has a tremendous energy and strength. Shall tahara of pureness, of tahara that never leaves him, even the second after the chait. And then the sultan looks at that and he says, Ah, oh, forget it, I better get somebody else. It's, the, the sultan sees, from him I'm not going to have nachis from this guy. This guy not going to have nachis. I didn't get this guy. I got him by the lavush. I got him to put on a shmata. Uh, the shmata, for that moment, that's not, that's a, that's a rogala. That's not my panasa. My panasa is catering. 
So the Sultan's going to leave this guy. The Yitzhar goes away from him. Because this guy's here, this, this Yitz says, What? Ani. The Shomel, the kind of Shomel, she's not to be Tahirihi. Ani. Ani Tahir. Ani Kaddish. That's who I am. That's the Pneumist. Therefore, he, there's, there's no weakening of that. Gosh, she's a Tahira. Pneumist shall add some Ha'ani. Shall add some Ha'ani. I remember that that um, that my my, uh, my my mother told me she had a, that what happened is that well it was my father told me that there was a there were it was already very very bad I don't know what they were going from DP camp before concentration camp they were running someplace I don't remember exactly what was going on it, it for sure was not uh, it wasn't a summer camp. There was something going on, and they were running from one place to another. They hadn't eaten in a long time, and and uh, they, they, my father was there with a couple of chaverim that he had, and they was they were starving to death, and um, they found my father said this is one of the things that that was most shocking to him, but they found uh, a dragging around a, a little like a pony, a wild animal that was dragging around something over there in a the field. And they had, they had nothing to eat. My father said that they, the guys, how they did it. They got some sharp stones. They tackled this animal and they and they killed it with the stones. And the, and it was making horrible noises. My father said he still remembers it. And they were taking from this from the flesh, and they were eating it. And and um, and he said that 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 was that was he felt like a very low point. In the whole matzav that he was in, to, to come to that, and and I, I said to him that you know, did you eat anything until that time? You had no. I told him my first. We didn't have. I, didn't, I was until the time I was able to not eat anything that was not that was trife. I didn't have anything, and that was the first time. But my first, but wasn't the tarfus? He says tarfus. He says tarfus. I, I know. I know the halacha. We were starving to death, even though. Even though. He said, even though it bothered me, of course, that I had to do this, it was upsetting to all of us. He said, but I was with the Chesedish Baruch and that bothered us. But, but he said, but because the sound of the horse that, that made me crazy, the sound of the horse, that we did, we did that. Because that was a pgia in that animal. But as far as the tarifas, because my father said to me, like in such a way, like this, he said, I know that I never, I'm not interested in eating, in eating horse meat, and that's not who I am, and that's not my life. But the Baruch put me in such a massive that that I had to eat this. So I understand. I also had to. We also had to kill this animal. But that that was a pgi and somebody else, something else that Hashem made that hurt me more than than because I knew that this is not. I didn't like. I didn't feel afterwards like I can't believe what a rosh I am that I had that I had. Obviously, it's easy then because you know it's easy. But you know the halach is you're, you're you're not only allowed to eat, but you have to eat something to stay alive. But separating the self. And knowing that the fact that I had some, some a piece of horse meat under those circumstances, that doesn't change the etzim of who I am. The, the, the truth is that even if you had your whole life that you're eating horse meat, even without being in concentration camp, <laughs> that doesn't change the etzim of a Jew. Therefore, this person, this yid lives with a, with a energy, tremendous energy of tahara. And when he, because he has this energy, 
he's able to he's able to stand up to all of the tests of life, like the Tanya talks about, the, the the two guys that are wrestling, and the and the one who's who's besimcha and who has the right attitude. So even though the other guy might be physically might have an advantage or an edge, but everybody knows that if these two guys are wrestling, even though the other guy might have some physical edge, but if this one has confidence and has simcha sechai, and he and he has the right attitude of a winner, I can win. So we all we all see this. We all see this, and he, he talks about this. In the, uh, we'll see this in the page or two. That even we know that God forbid people are sick. There's a huge difference when someone has the right attitude, uh, hopeful attitude. Someone has the wrong attitude. The koiches that a person has when he's living in the right, when he has the, those thoughts uh, of, of that I can do this and I have this inside of me, are very different from a person who's not like that, who's given up hope. That's the nakud of the moment after the chayt. Two different ways, two different people two ways in a very practical practical world of how to see oneself after the hate these two these two ways of living well, upon him, you know I, I mentioned on Shabbos a very sweet thing and it's late there's a very sweet thing that I, that I heard from this fellow that was driving me that he used to own a, a dry cleaning store and he said that and he said that uh, uh, that he ha- that he used to keep uh, a washing machine in the back of the store, because a big washing machine. Because some things you don't dry clean, some things are easy, like whatever polishers things. They were easier to to put into the washing machine and and then a dryer, and you do like regular wash. But the people didn't want to bother. It was a, you know the rich people they put with it. So so he said that what happened once is that the the I think the dryer the washing machine dryer broke down and the stuff was all wet with all the soap inside and and, and they couldn't dry it. So he had to wring everything out by hand and start hanging it out behind the store to dry. And he was able to do it and made everything flat and good and nice and gave it back to the customer. So he said that, because, uh, so, so he said that the next, uh, a couple of days later, one of his uh, regular customers came in laughing and he showed him some pictures. He said that, that he was at a, at a picnic and he wore, and he wore the shirt that, uh, that, that he put into the washing machine, the guy. Uh, the cleaner, and he shows them the picture that there were bubbles and suds flying up all over the place because it started to rain at the picnic, and and he had and he said he was wearing it, and apparently he didn't wring out. There was still there was still soap, you know, inside the shirt, and 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 there were suds flying and bubbles flying all around. So I was thinking about that. I had a big ischaskus that the Baruch Hashem sends of Zarak Yalecha Maim Tahirim Taharti Eschem Kol Tumasecha Kol Gilulecha. The Baruch Hashem is now. Sending on us, sending on us rain, and we could see all of the suds and all of the soap, not the bad things, the bubbles that are flying around even at this time of the year, from the from all the kaiches they put in, trying to change, trying to clean themselves out, trying to fix up their lives. What we're learning now is it could be a lot easier and a lot more effective if we understand the kalim that we have to clean ourselves, the unbelievable kalim that Hashem gave, the kli that Hashem gave us is ourself is the Ani. And when we live with the Ani, so then we give more and more Nachas Ruch to the Bari, and each and every one of us can be Zaych to, to do Tshuva Shlema, and to be Nechtev and Nechtev, and the Sifrim Shad Tzadikim, that should be a good Gebenestur, and should be a Gula Shlema, 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 and should be a G